Meet Lucy, who was diagnosed at six with type 1 diabetes, juvenile diabetes. She is now 13. Meet 13-year-old Lucy, who was diagnosed at six with juvenile diabetes, type 1 diabetes. She has quite the story to tell. And not only that, she has raised over $30,000 Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation. Now, things have changed this year, and she will be raising money for the event called Beat the Bridge in a whole different way, and we'll tell you all about that as well. I definitely think that there is a cure in the near future. Hello and welcome. I'm Lori Hardy, and thanks for listening in as we continue to talk with the leaders in our community. Joining me today for the 38th annual Nordstrom's Beat the Bridge to Beat Diabetes is Lindsay Larkin, JDRF representative, and Lucy Teichman, Beat the Bridge ambassador. JDRF, the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation. And Nordstrom's have decided to reimagine the 2020 Beat the Bridge from an in-person event to a virtual one. What does that mean exactly? Well, the morning of Sunday, May 17th, instead of gathering at the Husky Stadium, we encourage everyone to run, walk, hop, skip, or whatever they are going to do. While we may be moving through different streets, we remain committed to turning type 1 into type none. You can register today at beatthebridge.org. Welcome, Lindsay Larkin. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for having us. We're so excited to be here. Well, this has been really a topsy-turvy thing to have this huge fundraiser you've worked on all year to be turned upside down. How are you coping with that? Oh, my goodness. I'm sure just about the same as everyone else. We're just trying to figure it all out. So we're really excited. Yes, like you said, um, gosh, this event has been going for 38 years in this community. And it's just so amazing. And we're so excited. It's so huge every year. And so, of course, we're very disappointed we can't all be together on May 17th. But uh, we're, we're trying to figure out a way that we can still be a community on May 17th. And that's really what we're, what we're trying to rally people to do and get people excited and get people registered and still participating in the event. So we're really excited. If you go to the website, you can still get registered. Uh, we're, we're trying to figure out exactly what virtual participation means. But to us, that means that you can get on, get registered, you can register as a as a virtual participant where you can go and do your race on that day, whether you want to do the 8K. We have all these different events normally. There's an 8K piece. There's a three-mile walk with the families or a one-mile fun run. So we want you to still pick one of those and get out and hit the streets that day. And so we're going to still send you a bib that you can wear and represent for that day and then get out there and fundraise and get your family out on the streets. Even if we can't be together, we want to make sure that everybody's getting out and having a fun day. And <laughs> Will it be hashtag beat the bridge? I mean, because people will be doing selfies. Heck yeah. That's what we're hoping is people get on social. That's what we're really pushing people towards is if you get on there and you hashtag virtual beat the bridge Mm -hmm. or just hashtag beat the bridge, we'll find it and we'll be able to repost it on our page and show everyone what everybody's doing. We've seen this kind of happen across the country. Everybody else is doing virtual events. So we're checking out the cool things they're doing and it's everything from 
you know, going out and just walking around the park, or if you have, you know, a cool treadmill, you can get on there oh. and do your do your exercise that way. Or some people are just dancing and having fun in their backyard and getting their steps in. So I think there's all these cool ways that you can still participate and get get to those. Um, <laughs> maybe not an 8K dancing around the backyard, <laughs> but. <laughs> I love that. I love the creativity that's coming out with all of this. Yeah, it's been really inspiring. So they can do the virtual race or walk or dance, and then they can do virtual fundraiser. What is that? So we also, if we know that you can't do anything that day, or if, you know, you want to, you want to do it, but just want to be make sure that you're being part of this community and fundraising for JDRF. You can just register for free as a virtual fundraiser and get on, and that will allow you to still set up your team and recruit people and share it on Facebook and all the other different social ways through email and whatnot, and people can get on and still donate to your team. So if you've got a really high goal this year to help us fundraise, it'd be wonderful if you could register that way and just help us get to our goal. Great. And so they they will share it on social media. They'll try and build a team and raise awareness for the event because they can't exactly, exactly be there. Okay. Exactly. And another cool piece of that too is if you've got family and friends, this is an opportunity. If you have family and friends that don't live in Seattle and couldn't make the race, if they live ar around the world or around the country, they can register and still be part of the, the day as well. So get all of your family members far and wide involved. How awesome is that? Yeah. That might be a silver lining that you can reach more people, <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. And We're also encouraging people if they uh, can. I know in Seattle, it's pretty easy to find a bridge close to you. Mm -hmm. it, typically, the Beat the Bridge, you're running from Husky Stadium down across around to the University Bridge. And in a normal year, we have the controller actually open the gate or open the bridge. So then you can't run across it. So you're trying to literally beat that bridge. Oh. Well, this year, since oh. we can't really ha be <laughs> at the <laughs> University Bridge altogether, we're encouraging people, if you want to go find a bridge anywhere around your neighborhood, or like I said, maybe you're near the Golden Gate Bridge. Who knows? You could go and take your picture with that bridge and share it with us. Love that. Love that. And VIP, what is that? So this is where we get kind of fun. If you are joining us and are able to fundraise this year, we definitely want everybody to be part of the community. So first and foremost, we'd love you just to, to participate with us. But if you get really excited and have a chance to do some fundraising, you can be a V1P, get it like T1D, like I a type it. 1 diet, a V1P, <laughs> and you get a wristband if you raise over $1,000 as an individual. So if you get on there and start promoting all your fundraising, we'll send you some cool wristbands that you can wear on walk day. Nice. Yeah, we've got some cool other incentives too. Even if you can't um, get quite to that thousand, or if you blow that thousand dollars out of the water, <laughs> we've got some really cool Nordstrom gift card levels that if you hit certain levels, you could earn a gift card from from Nordstrom. Ooh, and who so, wouldn't want that? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, they. I know a lot of people are still doing a lot of shopping online, or once Definitely. the stores open back up, we'll be able to to use those gift cards. So definitely. 
got some good incentives for you. Great. And so they go to Beat the Bridge, which is two T's, right? B-E-A-T-T-H-E. Bridge. Exactly. At, yep. At yep. JDRF.org. Tell us a little bit about um, type 1 diabetes. Yeah. Well, type 1 is an autoimmune disease. And JDRF started um, back in the 70s when a family said that they, they needed to find a cure for their family members that had type 1 diabetes. And back then, it was known as juvenile diabetes because typically it was young, young kiddos that had it, and we didn't quite understand it. So now we've, we've transitioned a little bit, and call, we now call it type 1 diabetes, and we're finding out so much more about the diagnosis of it where you don't have to be a child to be diagnosed. So we don't call it that juvenile anymore because you can be diagnosed at any age. And, of course, you don't lose it once you become an adult, once you turn 18. So those that are, those that are diagnosed are insulin dependent for life. So it's really important that people understand that even if you're not a, a, a kiddo, there's still a chance that you can be diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. And it's really important to know um, the signs of that. And it can, it can manifest in some different ways, but... Uh, it's definitely, I'm going to actually let Lucy tell her story because she can kind of tell you how they sort of figured out that she had type 1 diabetes and how she got involved in JDRF. How about that, Lucy? Okay, sure. So I was diagnosed when I was six years old. And at the time, I was in the first few weeks of first grade. And all of a sudden, after like a few weeks in the first grade, I was just so tired and I was very grumpy so my parents like they didn't know what was going on at all so and we were all like worried because we didn't know what was happening we hadn't ever heard about type 1 diabetes and it never ever ran in the family like we didn't know any past so they drove me to the doctor's office and they poked um, a sharp needle into my finger. And I remember it hurting a lot more than my usual blood sugar checks do. And they told us to go straight to the hospital um, because my blood sugar was incredibly high. It was like over 700. And so they like drove me as fast as they could to the hospital, children's hospital. And then I was in the ER and I remember them poking a lot of needles into me. And I was only six years old, so I had no clue what was going on whatsoever. And I remember they moved um, me into the intensive care unit because I was having, like, troubles breathing. And after that, they moved me to, like, another room, and they told me I had type 1 diabetes. And then I went like in and out of sleep a lot because I was incredibly tired. I and then after that they took me to some classes and I had to learn a bunch of different things about diabetes, which is which was hard at the time for a six year old mind to process because it's a lot going on at once. And I remember just like having a bunch of shots all day and I remember watching some movies and being very, very tired. And how old are you now, Lucy? 
I am 12 years old now. Wow. So that's been six years ago. And how are you managing? I am doing pretty great. I mean, I've figured out how to cope with um, my numbers. So if my blood sugar is too high, which when there's too much sugar in my bloodstream, well, then I just take some insulin from an insulin pump because my pancreas cannot produce that insulin itself. And that will get the, the glucose into my cells where I can use it as energy. I see. And so you say it's a pump, so you're not doing a shot every day you have a pump? No, I have an insulin pump. Some have insulin pumps and others do their shots. And can you explain what, how the insulin, shot, uh, insulin pump works? Yes, I can. So in the insulin pump, um, basically you put, so it has an insulin storage in it. And then it can calculate how much insulin they give you after you count the carbs for your, like, meal. So let's just say I was having a banana. That's typically around 24 carbs. So I would put that into my pump, and then it would give me, like, two units per se. I see. Wow. So math. You've got to do a lot of math. Yes, a lot. (laughs) So, Lucy, how long have you been involved with this um, JDRF? So, I believe that this is my fifth year involved with JDRF. And I have raised over $30,000 for my team Chase Down a Cure. Oh, my goodness. No, Chasing It Down, because my school is called Chase Lake Elementary. Oh, I love that. (laughs) And um, we have gone to Beat the Bridge for five years, and I love the energy of it, and I'm really disappointed that we, you know, we can't all meet up that this year and seeing everyone and, you know, having that experience. I bet that's but, hard because you've got the disappointment now of not going to school and now the disappointment of not congregating. So that must be really tough. Yeah, it is. So many things have been canceled. Like a lot of like beat the bridge is like, you know, it's the most disappointing thing that's been canceled. Yeah. So you make friends when you do this, it seems like. Yes. There are so many people with type one there and everyone's super supportive and they're all there for one cause to help find a cure for type one diabetes. So it's like, it makes me feel really happy seeing everyone and they're, and knowing that they're all supporting us there and that also oh, there are like so many type 1 diabetics there. Like it's the most I've ever seen in my life all at once. Wow. And it makes me feel like, you know, when you were in the hospital and you had to learn so much as such a young child, that could be so overwhelming. So it's like you're not alone. There's other people with this and supporting you in this. Yes. Wow. And how do you feel like we're getting closer to a cure? I definitely think that there is a cure in the near future. That's wonderful. How much um, money everyone has raised and how supportive they've all been. So what will your team look like this year? How, how, how are you guys doing your chase team this year? So we are on social media, I believe. So we are spreading the word and telling our family and friends all about it. Mm-hmm. And then that's how we're also raising money like that. Great. And will there be some sort of 
I mean, I keep seeing on Facebook, which I don't know how it works, where there's a lot of people on a Facebook Live at once, or is there something like that you might do that you would all be on at the same time? Um, I don't know anything about that. <laughs> do you know about yeah. that, Lindsay? Yeah. Yeah, we're going to try and put some stuff together, and hopefully teams like Chase Down a Cure, Lucy's team, and some of the other ones will create some videos and, and be able to post them, but we're going to try and do... Uh, we're, we're learning the, the technology of it all, but we're going to try and do a kickoff together in the morning and have mm-hmm. a little bit of an opening ceremonies. And then throughout the day, we'll have a ton of videos posted and, and people having fun throughout the day. I love that. So it's kind of an all day thing. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, normally we're, you know, wrapped up. It starts at 730 in the morning. We're wrapped up pretty early in the day. So now we can make a party of it all day long. Wow. I just admire how you took this big challenge and turned it into something amazing and different. Lucy, your story and and the way you tell it is so amazing. If I was not in the in the studio, but with an audience, I'd be asking them to give you a hand right now. I love how you are so able to articulate what you've gone through and also your joy in getting a team and and helping people understand what this is rather than making it something you shy away from. Thank you very much. Does mom have anything to say about that? Melissa, is she in the room? Oh, I'm just so proud of everything that Lucy's done and how she has expressed her experience with type one and that it doesn't stop her from doing all the things that she wants to do. That must have been really scary as a parent when you started to find all this out. What was that like? It, it was scary. Um, we, as Lucy said, we didn't have, know of anybody that had type 1 in our family. It wasn't on my radar. Um, it was just the mother instinct that I knew something was wrong. She was lethargic. Um, I keyed in on the fact that she was losing weight. She was very thirsty. She was going to the bathroom a lot and not knowing that these are signs of, of a child experiencing that her pancreas wasn't working. Oh, so we took her into the doctor and thankfully we figured out what was going on and could address it and get her, get her healthy again. Awesome. Now, do you have a team or you support Lucy's team? Oh, it's all about chase down a cure. Yeah. So <laughs> it's a family effort. And we've gotten her school involved, our friends, our family. Uh, we have people from all over the U.S. that support our team. So by going virtual, we can have even more people participate on yeah. our team. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And, Lindsay, um, the way they would register or donate, is it all the same? They would go to beatthebridge.org? That's where you go, yeah. We uh, we have the website up that you can go and uh talking about all these resources that JDRF is trying to put out there. If you go to JDRF.org, you can learn about the signs of type 1 diabetes. And we actually, because of all these crazy times right now, JDRF is putting out a bunch of information about the coronavirus and type 1s and uh, how to make sure that you're staying safe and healthy. And and there's a lot of really great resources for those with type 1. So I definitely recommend getting out there and and looking at our our resources that we have for people. And I think Lucy hit it on, on the head that we are just trying to create that energy and create that 
uh, community that we're all in this together. So one of the other big things JDRF is doing is virtual coffee talks. So we are doing a lot more live Zoom meetings and different things where if you if you are um, a type one or know somebody or caring for someone, please reach out to our office and, and we'd love to get you hooked up with some of these other um, resources we have. And at the end of the day, we're just trying to drive that research forward and make sure that we are looking for better therapies, better technology, all the things that are going to make Lucy and everyone else's life with type 1 a little bit easier until we can find that cure. And it sounds like along with that is great support. Yes. Great. So let's just go over this again. We've got a few minutes left, and I really want to make sure people know how to, what they can do, where they go, what they can do, how to register. Yes. Go to beatthebridge.org. And you'll have the option there to either register as a virtual participant or a virtual fundraiser. Uh, and we will, if you register as a virtual participant, we'll make sure to get you your race bib so that you're all ready for race day. And then make sure when you're taking pictures between now and then and even afterwards, if you're uh, making sure to post hashtag virtual beat the bridge and we will share a lot of your stories and all your cool ideas with everyone else so that we can all be together on that day. Great. And then if you don't want to walk or dance or run, you can be a virtual fundraiser and uh, just get out there and raise money for the event. Exactly. Yeah. And you can still join anyone's team or create a team and still be part of that community that day and just make it really special for everyone involved. And how do they get a shirt? I think you have Beat the Bridge shirts. We do. You can still purchase a shirt. We did still get shirts made this year. So uh, if you don't have a team shirt already or uh, want to get the, the newest, coolest design for mm -hmm. this year, uh, you can order that shirt online and we will get it mailed out to you. And it's just 20 bucks, right? Yep. $20. And small to double extra large. Yep. Okay. Well, I am so glad to have you on the show and I am so excited about your fundraiser. And maybe after we can come back and talk about how that went, because this is such a, a new way of doing things. And I think that, you know, that, like you said, there's such a learning curve in all the technology. And uh, like Lucy said, there's some disappointment, but yeah. that, um, that we could just hear how it went and what it was like and what you might do different next year. Um, you know, even if you could have it live, if it might be partially, partially virtual. Yeah, that'd be great. We'd love to come back and tell stories. Awesome. And Lucy, any last words? Well, I just wanted to say that um, type 1 diabetes is a 24-7 disease, and right now um, it would um, really be awesome if anyone could donate at beatthebridge.org to help find a cure so nobody has to go through what some people are going through right now. That's so great. Thank you. And Lindsay, any last words, anything we've forgotten? <laughs> No, I think we covered everything. I just want to thank everyone that has been so supportive of this event for 38 years and supportive of JDRF. It's it's a really great community, and we're so proud uh, to be part of the Seattle community and around here, and uh, can't wait to have a great event this year and keep it going forward in future years. Well, and I would say if you're listening, pass, you are listening and pass this on and share it with everyone. And the actual day will be May 17th. Is that right? Yep. May 17th. And what time will it start? 
Uh, we're going to still try and kick off about 7.45 in the morning like we normally do. But this time you don't have to worry about the roads closing for the race. Right. And Lucy, will you be <laughs> doing this from your home on your street? Yes, I am. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you, all, all three of you, Melissa, Lucy, and Lindsay, so much. And I wish you the best of luck. And I just hope this is your best fundraiser ever. Again, Beat the Bridge, B-E-A-T-T-H-E, bridge.org, or jdrf.org for juvenile diabetes. The big event is May 17th. And even if you don't want to participate, as in walking, running, dancing, whatever it is, if you'd love to help raise awareness or get a team, you can also register in that way as well. And be looking for this event online on May 17th to see all the wonderful, creative things that people are doing to raise support and raise money for a cure for this childhood disease. Thank you again for joining us, Lindsay Larkin, JDRF representative, and and Lucy Teichman, Beat the Bridge ambassador, along with her mom, Melissa. Again, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, beat the bridge at jdrf.org or 206-838-5153. Beat the bridge at jdrf.org or 206-838-5153. I definitely think that there is a cure in the near future. I'm Lori Hardy, and thanks for listening today. Wasn't Lucy awesome? Well, Lindsay, too, but Lucy. I definitely think that there is a cure in the near future. We hope you have learned something new. I know that I did. And join us again next week as we continue to talk with people and influencers that are making a difference in our community. And now and now, with so many big events, big fundraisers being canceled or repurposed or reimagined, we are reaching way beyond our community for local support. Thanks again for listening. I definitely think that there is a cure in the near future.